Our reading this morning is from Luke chapter 17, verses 5 to 10. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. He replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you had a servant ploughing or looking after the sheep. Would he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, Come along now and sit down to eat? Would he not rather say, Prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Would he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. We've all done well to get to church on time, haven't we, with the daylight saving? As I was jumping in the car at Maslin Beach at 7 o'clock this morning, I tagged him, my son, who is coming home from the nightclub. (laughs) Different world. (laughs) So I work for you at Australian Lutheran World Service and help take your efforts to people in the field. So what I'm going to do today is reflect on the gospel reading and reflect on what you do for others through ALWS. So on ALWS, I can speak with a little bit of authority. On the Bible reading, I'm just a bloke reflecting on it and thinking about it for myself. So anything I say there, you need to weigh up and consider for yourself as well. So shovel, shovel, scepter or shotgun. All right. You might have to click for me. As soon as I touch technology, it breaks. There we go. How do you serve? So we're going to talk about different ways of service today. Yeah, I think you're going to have to keep doing it for me, please. Next one. This is one of the hardest Bible verses I reckon we could deal with today. When you've done all you should, then say, we are merely servants and we have simply done our duty. There's a whole bunch of words in there that I find really, really challenging. So if we go to the next one, we'd be able to highlight it. When you've done all you should. That's a lot. The songs we've reflected on this morning um, bring that out a little bit more about following our servant king and doing what we're asked. In the next little bit, we're merely servants That's the opposite of what we're taught to be in our world today. Our world's all about fame and glory and getting followers and likes and all of that kind of thing. Look at me, look at me, look at me. But we're called on to be servants. And the next bit, we've simply done our duty. It's not like we've done anything fantastic. We've simply done our job. Next bit. As I was preparing for the message today, I was reading a book called Black River, and this, I heard what you said then. (laughs) It's one of those Australian murder mysteries set in, yeah, lots of stuff happens, but this quote jumped out at me just as I was reading the Bible part of it. 
The deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. We want to be acknowledged, we want to be thanked, we want to be appreciated. So it's a real struggle when what we read Jesus saying is you're a servant doing your duty. It's the exact opposite of that. So it's a real wrestle. Um, I find this bit really hard. I'm a terribly introverted and nervous person, so it's always a struggle for me to get up and speak in front of people, and I keep coming back thinking, it's my duty, and then I want to be appreciated, but that's not what we're called to do. (laughs) Because it's so hard, I'm going to take you to a hard place, Somalia. There's a terrorist group there called Al-Shabaab, and they specifically target Christians. And this is one of the places where you work through ALWS. This photo is from two weeks ago when Al-Shabaab attacked a community and 19 people were killed. But this is where you work through ALWS. You also work on the border of Somalia and Kenya. So people fleeing from Somalia come to a camp at a place called Dadaab. That's right on the border there. I know um, when the drivers are going to Dadaab, they say you put your foot to the metal and pray and then hope you get there, which is exactly what I did yesterday because my son gave me a hot lap in a Mustang down at Tail and Bend and as he put his foot to the metal, I prayed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you work there through Lutheran World Federation. Go to the next bit. Um, your work there is inside of a compound and they put a thing up called a HESCO wall. It's the same wall that the US Army used in Afghanistan on the front line. So it's a number of metres tall, about what this wide. It's got cyclone wire on the side and they fill it with dirt. So when the bombs go off outside, the shrapnel doesn't come through the wall into where you're working. I don't know if you can, how clearly you can see, but there's a, a gun there. That was my guard, Jacob, when we went to Dadaab. I sat down and had a chat to him and he said, I don't like being here. I've seen my friends killed by the bombs. I miss my family back in Nairobi. All I want to do is be an accountant. But God called me to be here, so I'm here. Real powerful example of faith. Now, it's interesting, that one, because the guy you see on the right, he's one of the Muslim leaders. So when I went to Dadaab, I had to um, cover up the cross. You had to, couldn't have a cross on your logo or anything because you're a target. But I took my life in my hands and I said to a group of about five of the Muslim leaders, and because I've got the orange beards, you know they've been to Mecca and they've done their pilgrimage, so they're the top guys. I said, how does it feel that there are Christians from the Lutheran church helping you? And they said, we have a word for you, which means you are the blessed church. So despite everything, somehow God shows, shines a light through service. So there's your shotgun. All right, let's go to the next one. The last couple of weeks, I guess we were glued to our screens watching the, the funeral of Queen Elizabeth. Let's go to the next one. These are some words that were written about her. Hers is a life of impenetrable faith, of service and of unwavering duty to agree to which we may never see again, but one that will remain forever in the annals of history and inspire for generations to come. And if we pick up a few highlight words, so the first one is faith. For me, it was a really powerful witness to our world 
how faith is lived out in actions through 70 years of service from, from Queen Elizabeth. The second word is that word service. You know, we think of the, the Queen and royalty being served by everybody else, but she saw her life as a life of service to others. And the next one, duty. Going back to that Bible reading we had this morning, it's all about doing her duty. Now, yeah, it's inspired for generations to come. And you might think that was written by a royalist, a monarchist, someone in the Australian. If you prick the next one, it was actually written in Mr. Feelgood magazine, which is a lifestyle magazine run by a male supermodel. And I thought, if a male supermodel with a lifestyle magazine can be inspired by the Queen's service and duty, that shows how powerful it is when we serve others. So that's the scepter. So we've done the shotgun and the scepter, now we need to do the shovel. I don't know if you know these guys, it's um, Claire and Rex and Paul and Annette who go to Victor Harbour Lutheran Church and they run, they propagate plants and they run garden stalls at the markets down on the Flurio. So wet and windy Victor Harbour morning or the quarry market at Wollonga, they're there, I'll show you the next one. And they sell plants and they've got a little sign that says all the proceeds go to Australian Lutheran World Service to help people in need and who are suffering in wars. And one of the signs at that market says you can't buy love, but you can buy handmade. And that's kind of the same thing. I thought that was a really cool message because that's all about service, getting your hands dirty and showing people you love them by what you do practically. And it passed away about a month ago. And at her funeral service at Victor Harbour, we all got invited to light a candle and add it to a, a plate of sand. And as you saw those lights flickering, it really reminded me how we can shine the light of love through our lives. Uh, Paul and Annette and Rex and Claire had 350 years of life on this planet between them, but they're still out there doing things to serve others. It's an opportunity for all of us. So... There's your shovel, digging up the plants and doing it. But that's not the only place where you use a shovel. Uh, this is um, in Poland for people fleeing from Ukraine. These guys are digging a toilet for people who are fleeing Ukraine. And that's part of the work you support there through ALWS. The other thing you do is provide washing machines so people can get their clothes sorted out and cooking. This is all behind the scenes work, it's kind of servant work. Digging toilets, washing clothes, cooking food. You're not out front, not getting glory, you're just doing the servant kind of work. Larissa is suffering cancer and when the Russians started bombing her city, the hospital got bombed and she had to stop her treatment and they had to flee across the border. We would like to live in La Kharkov again, but right now we can't because there are bombings and people are dying. Now we are happy to have a place to sleep and where it is warm. We get food three times a day. We can wash and do our laundry. It's safe here and I'm glad our children are alive. And that's the work you're doing through ALWS in Poland, Hungary and Romania, supporting Lutheran communities over there to serve and you're also working inside of Ukraine as well. So you work with churches from all around the world through the ACT Alliance. Okay. And part of the work is converting schools. 
and we've just started converting basements in schools into bomb shelters because the children aren't allowed to go back to school unless there's a bomb shelter inside their school. So that's the work you're supporting now through ALWS. Turning gymnasiums into places for people to sleep and serving food. I really wanted to show you this photo coming from Poland because I want to show you the next photo from Claire. You see how similar they look? People serving others. And the ladies in Claire were raising money to help in Ukraine. So it kind of doesn't matter if you're there on the front line or if you're there in Claire or Paravista or where you are, you're doing the same kind of service. Uh, Joseph Fatner is the head of the operations for the Lutherans in Ukraine, and he said, the church is stretched, but it is impressive to see what the church is doing with limited resources. There is so much passion, commitment, and positive energy in what they provide, including shelter for refugees, food, transport, and medical care. Those words, passion, commitment, and the third one, which I just... Passion, commitment, and positive energy. No mention of dollars, or how wealthy you are or anything like that, all of us can have passion, commitment and positive energy. That's what service is all about. It's incredible to witness what the Spirit is doing for people committed to helping those most in need. So we might think we're little and can only do a bit, but we know that God's Spirit amplifies what we do and grows and makes those seeds flourish. So never feel shy or embarrassed that you're only doing a little bit because God can make it work. This little girl, she arrived at the refugee centre with two, two toys. She had a, a doll and a colouring book. That's all she had when she fled. And when she was there, she saw another little girl who had nothing and gave her her colouring book. So doesn't matter what you have, there's a way you can do something. Ah, another place where you do the dirty work on the end of a shovel, this is in Bangladesh. There was... A, a war in Myanmar and Rohingya people had to flee to Bangladesh and the work you support there is digging out drains. 34 kilometres of drains were cleared last year and spraying for mosquitoes. It's probably the dirtiest work you can get, but that's what you're doing. Lutheran Long Drop Lou in Myanmar. So dig a big hole, pipe to take the smells out and the fly wire on the top to keep the flies out. That's one of the things you're doing as well. Yeah, next one. This is a dignity kit. Uh, girls and women, when they have to flee as refugees, they miss out on some of the basic items of hygiene. Uh, one lady said she was brushing her teeth with salt. So you provide toothbrushes and toothpaste and nail clippers and hair and sanitary napkins for the girls and the women because they literally don't have that stuff. And then for people with disabilities, that's a special focus of your care because too often people with disabilities are forgotten and left behind. So through ALWS, those are the people that you target. Things like a, a braille writer in the refugee camp. Uh, you even work with the south end of a north-facing animal as well. So just work out the logistics of that. So not what comes out the front, what comes out the end. <laughs> Uh, the manure makes fantastic fertiliser. People can't afford to buy fertiliser in countries like Burundi. A lot of it was coming from Ukraine and Russia and the block shipping blockades stopped that. The prices went up. 
So you teach people how to take the manure and mix it into fertiliser, which makes their crops grow, so they get better nutrition for their children and they have surplus to sell. Really basic, simple stuff. All of those things I've talked to you about this morning are in the new Gifts of Grace catalogue that's coming out in a couple of weeks. So that's the way you can keep serving and doing these hands-on kind of things. And Mira, the little girl on the front cover, was born with twisted hands and feet, but she did the drawing that features on the front cover of Gifts of Grace. And we chose that to show you that you don't have to be held back. Whatever you've got, there's something that you can do. Her mum, Nehemiah, said that when Amira came from the hospital, people came. They wanted to see this strange baby. They told me many hard things. How can you take care of this baby? Look at her hands and feet. What can this baby do when she grows up? You will have trouble in the future. Sometimes I would think about those words and I would cry. But when I looked at her face, I loved her. When I felt sad, I would tell myself that Amira is a gift from God and that each gift God gives can be different. What a powerful message to send to our world. In the lectionary readings for today, there's the epistle reading from 2 Timothy. Now, Jesus Christ has come to offer us God's gift of undeserved grace. Christ, our Saviour, defeated death and brought us the good news. It shines like a light and offers life that never ends. So the things we're called to do as servants aren't to earn God's love or God's grace, that's already there. Just click. So we've received that gift already. Next. But now we can shine it like a light. And one of those songs we sang before talked about shining, shining love out there. So what this did in Nehemiah and Amira's life, the song said, graves to gardens. So... Nehemiah's life before was kind of like a grave because they were so sad from um, the disability and now she's growing a kitchen garden because of your help. I joined the farmers group to learn about growing my own kitchen garden. I grow chilies, beans, mustard leaves, corn, eggplant, tomatoes and water spinach, my favourite, I love my garden. She said every morning she goes out and picks the snails off the plants and crushes them under her foot and gets the kids onto it as well, just sort of like what you and I would do. And now this kitchen garden is absolutely flourishing. Um, the husband, Filippo, he does uh, the washing and the cleaning in the house now, which is really a different thing to happen in Indonesia because normally the yeah, blokes don't do that sort of stuff. And they said, well, sometimes people laugh at him. They said, that's okay. We're working together as a family to make something better. Okay. Yeah, and now... And Nehemiah wanted to say to you, I thank the people of Australia for helping my family to make the garden. I especially thank you for Amira so she can keep her spirit in education and keep learning and feel confident in herself. So, you know, I talk about toilets and manure and all that stuff, but it transforms people's lives into smiles like this. Yeah. So the bottom line question is, how will you serve with a shovel or a scepter or a shotgun? And I was going to leave it there, but then I thought of that Jesus story of the servants and the, get the ten talents and the five talents and the one talent. Go to the next one. At the end of that story, the servant who's used the gifts he's received and produced an outcome, the master says, wonderful, you are a good and faithful servant. 
That's one of those things they say at funerals, isn't it, when it says, well done, good and faithful servant. And you could stop there, but if you read the next verse, it says, I left you only in charge of a little, but now I put you in charge of much more. So your job isn't finished. <laughs> You've done it, but now God's got more for you to do. But the last bit, and the bit I wanted to leave with you, is it says, come and share my happiness. When you serve, when you do the dirty work, you might not get glory from the world, but you will see that smile on the face of someone like Amira, and you will hear Jesus say to you, come and share my happiness. And now we'll go to the next song. Amen.